1: What is up? What has happened? We are back again for week 18, and this week looks gross, to put it mildly, for the main slate. Anyways, on Sunday, uh, the the best slate actually looks like the Saturday slate, the two game yeah. slate with the Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, that that total is like 52, and then you got the 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 Titans and Jaguars game. They're playing for something, but the week, but the Sunday slate, I don't think there's a total over 43. For that, uh, now there is some good scores at least for the uh, you know team totals uh, on one side, but so we're going to try to parse our way through, through this uh, this slate. Obviously, news is going to be critical. It's very much like the NBA slates where we're we're going to be waiting for news on players who's going to play, who's not, or these teams that aren't in and who's not. And I think that's going to be some of the most important part of this slate.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't even think we can, you know, fully dive into this slate really uh, like we normally do just because we don't know. There's, a, there's you know, a handful of teams that we talked about right before we hopped on that, you know, could rest starters that may or may not do so. Um, and, you know, I think if we get a better, better beat on what teams are going to do as we get closer, it's really going to change the slate. Um, like you've got Bengals, Vikings, uh, teams like that that could, you know, are good offenses that could end up, you know, saying, hey, we're just going to play our guys for a half. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll run some second stringers out there in the second half or something just because they can only move up or down so much. Right. So it's, it becomes a matter of prioritizing health versus, uh, versus your, your one, one or two seeds up or down. So, um, we'll, we'll just, you know, try to talk through it as best as we can, but yeah, it's a, it is a really, really gross slate. I'll just say from a macro perspective, just looking at the slate as a whole, there isn't, I don't think there's going to be hardly any guys that we can really project, you know, to score 30 plus points like we normally do. Uh, you know, normally we've got like the Justin Jeffersons of the world or, you know, like the Phil- the Philadelphia Eagles, like the the Devontae Smiths and AJ Brown double stacks with hurt sometimes can, can go nuclear and, you know, Philly's likely to, to obliterate the giants this week. And once they get up by three scores, we could see what the Jags did last week, right? Jags, you know, they scored 28 points in the first half. And then they bench their bench their starters in a must win game. So, um, you know, you could see teams t- teams take that route. So, I just think pulling guys from must win situations is is definitely the safest route to go. But there's definitely upside too um, to to kind of taking a, a chance on you know a team like the Bengals. You know, if they were to if they were to lose this week to Baltimore, and they end up matched up against Baltimore in the wild card game. It goes to a coin toss for who gets home field advantage because of the Bengals playing one less game. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a situation where, you know, if the Bengals really want to guarantee at least having one home playoff game, which I think they will, then you could see them just run their starters out uh, the entire game here. Uh, And especially, you know, after not playing after the tragedy last week, uh, you know, them not playing pretty much a game at all. They played, you know, one and a half drives on offense and one drive on defense. You know, if they were to sit their starters this week, too, you're now looking at two straight weeks of not playing any any starters, really. So I think they're going to get their starters in there and get their guys reps and they'll take the chance on injuries. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll try to do our best to
1: get through this as best as we can. But yeah, it's a gross slate, no matter how you sh- how you chop it up. Yeah, and I think the other thing you'd be concerned about is like how much are the other sides of some of these games really going to push them to have to put up a lot of points. Right. Cause like even like the, like the Minnesota Chicago game, for example, like that's a great matchup for Minnesota, but like Chicago, no Justin Fields. So he's out. So that's, that's pretty gross. Like they're not really gonna have to do a whole lot. Um, I think they can play pretty conservatively and still win that game, which that um, sucks
2: fields is out. Cause he was only like 60 yards away from
1: the, the rushing record. for yeah. QB And then, so, but then we have the same thing kind of on the Arizona game that, uh you know the Arizona San Francisco game, it's very similar to that, where I mean, are you, you know, um, I don't think you're all that concerned with Arizona putting up a lot of points. And um looks like what is it going to be Chase McSorley or David Blau again at quarterback this week? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's David Blau playing again at quarterback, which I mean I guess he was okay last week. Um, he's, n- he's
2: no Jarrett Steedham. <laughs>
1: no. Um so like I don't know, but that's why that's indicative of what we're seeing in the scores too. I mean, that's why there's no game. Yeah, I think the highest total game is 43. Yep. Um, and that comes from actually the Eagles uh, game. Uh, that's just because the Eagles are 28 and a half point. Uh, you know, their implied point total on that game. I mean, it's I, I could definitely see it going under that as well because of the Giants. They're not playing any of their starters, and mm-hmm. that's already barren in terms of offensive weapons. And mm-hmm. so, their starters are playing <laughs> like. It's gotta be real bad there. So
2: yeah, like the, the Eagles team total is twenty-eight. They might hit that in the first half and then not score another point.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Or do it with the backups to where those guys those are not the guys you'd be playing anyways.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So let's let's talk through this. Let's 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 get to the quarterbacks like we always do. We go position by position here and let's look at the quarterbacks. So up top, you know, from the eight down to the six K range, we have Josh Allen at 8400 Jalen Hurts is 82 and then you have Joe Burrow, well Lamar Jackson is not playing or likely not playing. I should say he's still questionable, but he hasn't practiced at all this week. He's not playing. Uh Justin Herbert and then you have Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Tommy Tom Brady and Geno Smith wrapping up that range of upper upper tier quarterbacks. Are you paying up a quarterback this week or are you going to look to pay down? So the fact
2: that so when I mentioned that there's really nobody with 30 plus point upside on the slate. I was mainly referring to running backs and wide receivers and tight ends there. I mean, Josh Allen um, is probably the lone guy outside of Burrow. If Burrow plays the whole game that can get you 35 to 40 on the slate. So there's, there's absolutely value in playing in in $8,400 Josh Allen uh, this week. And I mean, he's had good games against new England if you pull up his game logs from from New England games over the last two to three years, he's either been like in the low teens for for DraftKings points, or he's been like in the mid thirties. So he's either smashed them, or he's you know it's just not been a, a game where Buffalo scored a lot of points. But I think Buffalo comes out at home here, and and this I don't th- I honestly don't think the New England defense out on the road has been that good this year. Uh, they've been much 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 better at home, uh, and they also play in a you know division where they're playing against the jets quarterbacks twice a year and the dolphins uh you know they were with teddy bridgewater and and banged up offensive line last week so you know the the patriots have had kind of an easy schedule as well um so i think it's a i think it's a good spot for for buffalo to put up a ton of points and they're one of the few really good offenses that we have that's actually playing for something this week um because if you know if if they win um even if Kansas city wins on Saturday and Buffalo wins, if they match, if they meet each other in the um, conference championship, then it's at a neutral site. And that's, you know, that's big. Yeah. If Buffalo, if Kansas city were to win on Saturday and then Buffalo loses Kansas city gets the one seed and gets the home game in the, in the championship game. So, you know, Buffalo just winning this game could take away that Kansas city home field advantage uh, to where it's played at a neutral site. And that, I, I think that's, absolutely worth everything playing for regardless of what kansas city does on saturday so um i think buffalo is is the one offense that i want a ton of exposure to that's you know higher priced um and like i said there's i think there's we're gonna see limited 30 point scores on this slate so if you get a 35 to 40 point josh allen game you are you are going to be crushing the field uh because that is going to be one of the very few high-end high-end scores i think we get this week um so yeah i absolutely love paying up for josh allen um joe burrow i really like burrow double stacks if we get word that cincinnati is going to run their guys out there for the whole game in like a in like a scenario where they're going to try to win um that game that like that's their main focus because if they're just getting guys reps just to get reps and you know they're going to pull them in the third quarter then obviously i don't want to pay seven three for burrow but if we get word you know that that Cincinnati's going to play to win and run their guys out there the whole time Burrow nuked Baltimore both both games last year. Um, he broke the slate uh, both of them pretty much, and had that forty point game. The second one, we threw five hundred yards and like five touchdowns. So, uh, Burrow's absolutely in play for ceiling here. And then you know if if it's if one of those two guys doesn't go off, I think you just punt punt QB and, and try to get one of these cheap guys like maybe Deshaun Watson in his last game of the year. Maybe they let him throw a little bit more because um, they're not really playing for anything now so maybe they just let him have some more pass attempts he's only 5600 and the the Cleveland pass catchers are very cheap like Peoples Jones is 4700 and and Joku's 39 so it's it's very very cheap to fit those guys uh in together and then you've got um Geno Smith is another one 6k and his pieces are pretty cheap like DK Metcalf's only 6.7 and Lockett's 6.4 and I know Lockett's playing through an injury so that's definitely something to keep an eye on he's been questionable missing practice this week so uh but kenneth walker has also been out of practice too so if walker's out that's just another boost to geno in a must-win game for seattle uh and then outside of that you can take a shot on sam howell 4900 uh he is has a very high rushing upside um not justin fields high but he ran for in full game that he played in the preseason he ran for like 62 yards i think off the top of my head and he can sling it a little bit too Uh, so yeah, I think how at 4,900 is definitely in play, but again, I don't think any of these value quarterbacks are going to match what Josh
1: Allen or Joe Burrow could put up if they hit their ceiling. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree there. I don't necessarily, especially the Baltimore side of that Baltimore game, like especially being in the divisional game both have something still a little, a little bit to play for here and so i i don't necessarily I, I think it's a not a great matchup for them to hit the ceiling we know ball towards a team that just really wants to run the football and uh kind of play gross grinded out type of game and so i think that probably limits at least in terms of pace of play and all that stuff or probably how high they can go um now of course they can score quickly and stuff like that but on their drives. But, you know, um, I think overall, like I'm less inclined to get to Joe Burrow if I was going to pay up. I think Dak Prescott does make some sense here. They do have still a little bit something to play for here in this spot as well. They could get as high, I believe, as the two seed. They could also still win the division if the Eagles were to lose. Um, and so this is actually uh, Washington is a team that's really uh, started to struggle uh, quite a bit on both sides of the ball, really. They're, uh, over the last four weeks, they're 23rd and past TVOA. They're 28th against the run, um, but it is against Sam Howell. So again, you know, how much are they going to really have to push ball uh, here or do a whole lot? Maybe they just lean on you know, Tolu Pollard plays, which I expect him to, and then Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you could definitely see more of that. But he's 6600. I don't mind getting to him. Um, but if, as far as the paydown options go, like I think there's some intriguing options down here. I know you talked about Sam Howell, like. Oh. Andy Dalton is kind of interesting at $4,800. Like, the, the Carolina Panthers' pass defense has been dreadful uh, over the last four years. Like, I, he was somebody, like, I was uh, really high on the Bucks last week. I played a ton of Mike Evans last week um, in that matchup against the uh, the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are 30th in pass DVOA, but they're second in rush DVOA. We pretty much saw the Panthers, I and that's kind of what the Bucs did. I mean, they, they pretty much kind of abandoned the run and then just went straight, you know, and just Uh, threw it against them all day now obviously the saints don't have the same the same weapons as the 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 bucks do but i mean still the bucks were a d on offense that looked i mean was not able to do anything against anybody all year and then they just made the bucks look that is by far their best game we've seen them play all year and again it's not sexy but he's only forty eight hundred dollars and again this game doesn't matter for really a whole lot on either side but um i still think andy dalton here could be somebody that we could look at if you're wanting to pay down because I think there's some running backs on the other side that are in really good spots that maybe I would rather get to. And if you're wanting to do something like that, then I think going with like an Andy Dalton who who can, you know, have a little bit of a ceiling game. And if we don't expect, you know, a lot of these teams to really put up, you know, monster numbers, I, I definitely think that it's possible that we could see somebody like Andy Dalton, you know, go out there and put up 20, uh, 25, you know, DraftKings points. And so getting to him, and it's a really cheap stack, it allows you to kind of unlock everything um and what is just a terrific matchup at home against carolina so i know again that game doesn't matter for anything and i know we you know, kind of the wanting to play a lot of teams that do have something to play for but if you're wanting to get a little bit different with both these sides don't really matter i think that would be a pay down spot that i would really look at to attack and maybe even a mini um on on that side you could also do as well uh, you know a mini stack there in that game but um i do like that <clears throat> as an option this week um you know, past that, like it's it's tough uh, to really find like to re- something that just really stands out to you is just like okay, this is a smash play, right? Mm-hmm. I think either I'm going to pay down or I'm going to uh, pay all the way up to like a Josh Allen because I know that game matters for both uh, both sides of this. You know, New England, it matters for it matters for Buffalo. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, I think you could get there. He could still give you almost 30 DraftKings points in a you know and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that offense is good enough that you could do that. Um, but I'm either going to pay up all the way to that. Cause it's like this mid tier range just doesn't stand out to me. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't think the chargers are going to do a whole lot here. Like they, there's not a whole lot. They can, and they're make. not
2: even favored by Vegas They're two and two and a half. Yeah, under, underdogs the, against the, Denver.
1: Yeah. Denver's actually the favorite here. A two point favorite.
2: That should tell you all you need to know about the chargers.
1: Yeah. And so like, I'm not, I'm not playing uh, just, uh, uh, Justin Herbert at all. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably just avoid that game completely if I can. Um, and then like you said, you know, like, even like Kirk Cousins, who's like the matchup is fantastic in Chicago, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're going to have to do a whole lot. And I think you can see a lot of Dalvin cook and Alexander Madison in that game. So like, if I'm paying up, I think that's where I'm going to is those top to that top tier. And then if I'm paying down, I'm going to try to find a spot here, like uh something like that. Or even, you know, if Mike white plays, you know, cause you can see that, you know, the jets want to play spoiler to the, the dolphins. Cause the dolphins still have a chance they can make the playoffs. Uh If uh, the the Patriots lose, then, and if the Dolphins win, then they're in. It uh, sounds like maybe Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. He's been limited in both uh, both practices so far this week. We'll have to see on that. If not, it'd be Skylar Thompson. But if not, I mean, Mike White has it definitely has the ability to, uh, you know, have a have a big game. We've seen it, you know, a little bit in you know, uh, a couple of games earlier in the year against Chicago and Minnesota, where he put up 27 and 22. It's, uh, he was a full participant today. Obviously, they don't have anything to play for, but I guarantee you, that Jets would love to play spoiler to the Dolphins and knock them out. Because if the if the bills if the bills win and the dolphins lose, then it would actually be the steelers would be the next team that could get in, and I would have some like medial interest depending on what the, uh, the browns do with their defense if they're missing uh, any pieces at uh, Kenny Pickett. Because, but at the same time, like I don't think Kenny Pickett has much of a ceiling. Like he's been a guy that's kind of giving you like twelve to thirteen DraftKings points pretty much every game. Um, yeah, he can, they he just want to run the ball. He does have some rushing upside like he definitely he has games this year where he's rushed for 51 yards, th- a bunch of 30 yard uh, performance. So he has some rushing upside. But I also think you probably just feed Najee. So I mean, there, there's just no like real true standout spot in minds. I think you could also like maybe you look at this and maybe you just kind of forget about some of the stuff. And maybe if you're just going to go heavy into, into certain things, you just kind of forget that you know, it's week 18 and you just play this straight up. Right. So like if this was a normal week and like to say this was week 12, you would look at Kirk Cousins and say, this is a smash spot for Kirk Cousins. Right. Like, and, and this like, and if you're playing in tournaments and large field stuff, you know, if people are going to have this sort of mindset of, Oh, well, I'm just going to avoid all these games and I'm not really going to play these guys, then maybe you can get an edge that way as well. I agree. I think it really just depends on the type of uh, type of player. I mean, cause if you're going to play like a single entry or, a three entry max. It probably doesn't make sense to go that route. But if you are looking at, you know, multi inch or you know, a, a bigger, a bigger field tournament, then I think you would probably look to maybe do some of that stuff.
2: I think I am probably going to end up on Josh Allen just because he is. I don't think anybody has his ceiling on the slate, so that's that's probably where I am going to end up. And you are you're not wrong. Um, I mean, we're talking it, about- I mean, if if he doesn't go off, I mean, it's going to be a gross, low scoring slate, and I can still win with him anyways because I just don't see I don't see any of these cheap guys really crushing. The only one that I can maybe make a case for would be Deshaun Watson, just because of how cheap the Browns stack is, you you don't really need a ton from them to really pay off their salaries. But um, that's assuming they throw the ball. Considering he only had 18 pass attempts last week, so you'd be asking for a a change in a change in approach there on offense. Whereas you know, I know Josh Allen's going to be pretty much the entire offense in a in a game that they want to win, must win game for them for Buffalo.
1: All right. Well, you want to jump over to running back?
2: Yeah, it's it's horrible. So why don't you why don't you take the first stab at, at running back and please tell me who to play because all I see is Najee Harris and like maybe Tony Pollard and outside of that, it's it is absolutely disgusting.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is 100 percent in play if they if they are Elijah Mitchell's back. Even even with Elijah Mitchell back, um, I, I still think Christian McCaffrey is, is in play um he is the i think the guy that could break this slate if, depending on how much run they want to give him um
2: i think the game has to stay close for him to hit his ceiling cuz like which, in the, in each game that that they've played with CMC where they've won by you know like they've had the game in control the second running back has gotten a lot of touches and they've they've pulled CMC off the off the field so I could see I could see Mitchell getting a a good decent chunk of run here, especially considering he hasn't taken a beating this year. I know he's been hurt, but I mean he's he's ready to go, it sounds like. And he's 4K. <laughs> I don't know if you have interest
1: in that. So he said JT versus Houston. Yeah, if JT was playing. Yeah, if he was. <laughs> but that I but so there's we're gonna get value opened up at running back this week, mm-hmm. and I think that's I probably where the conversation starts because like Zach Moss, right? It's probably somebody at fifty two hundred dollars against Houston. Though, like I've said, like, Houston has not been as bad lately against the run. Now, again, I don't know. I would take it for what it's worth because when we just saw ETN, what, have over 100 yards, about, like, 10 carries against them last week. and The week before that, they, had, they allowed over 100 yards. But they are 23rd now in rush DVOA over the last four games instead of, uh, you know, dead last. But they have truly been dreadful against the run this year. But Zach Moss figures probably to get a lot of run here. I mean, they have no no reason to protect him or pull him off the field at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because obviously he's going to be a free agent and will be gone probably after this year. But uh, he's somebody that could definitely see a lot. And this is like a funny game to me because this is the game that I don't think either one of these teams want to win. None of these yeah. teams want to win this game because if, because I think if, because the bears can still get the one seed, if the, I believe if the, <clears throat> if the Texans lose and the bears would to win, I think they would jump them and they would actually get the one seed. So yeah. the Texans don't want to win this game. And then right now the Colts are sitting, I believe, at the fifth seed, but they could get up to the second or third seed if the uh if if they were to win and then a couple teams ahead of them, or if they were to lose, then a couple teams ahead of them. So neither one of these teams want to win, though. Like I don't think yeah. either one of these teams really want to win. Like I wouldn't, like if I if it was team, you know, for draft pick purposes. But regardless of that, Zach Moss at fifty two hundred dollars is somebody that I think uh, should definitely be on people's radar looking to play. Uh, you know, Houston has, like we said, struggled against the run this year. Um, You know, I think some of the other spots you can look at is Cam Akers. He's played really well. Seattle struggled against the run uh, as of recently. He's $6,200. Uh, as long as Kenneth Walker is good to go this week, uh, if he's able to play, yeah. it is a great matchup, but he was held out. But it sounds like more of a, uh, you know, I know it was an ankle, but it was also more of an illness issue. Um, I think they're probably just letting him rest. I expect him to play. some a must-win game for them. And over the last four games, um, Really, if you look at it, uh, uh, the Seattle uh, or excuse me, the the Rams side has been dreadful against them. They're twenty seventh in rush DVOA of their last four games, so they have really started to fall off. No Aaron Donald has really struggled, and again, a must win game for the, the the Seahawks because they're not going to know because the Packers Lions game, you know, is, if it's going to come down to that for them. Yep. So if Seattle wins, Lions are eliminated, but the Packers still have to win that game to you know get to the playoffs. So for Seattle, it's a must win game for them. Uh, And so, you know, $6,400 Kenneth Walker, I think, is a definite spot we can look to get to. against a a run defense that has really struggled. They're at home, good game environment. Um, He is somebody that has, you know, he's not heavily involved in the passing game. He does have weeks where he, you know, he has four or five targets, but for the most part, he's not very, very involved. But he does have, since coming off that injury, he has back-to-back 100-plus yard games over the last couple of weeks. And so he had, only thing that's really held back is he hasn't scored a touchdown. But I definitely think you could look for that here. So Kenneth Walker, I think, is a direction we could look to go um, as well if you want to do that. And, like, I already talked about Dalvin Cook a lot. This is a fantastic bet. Chicago's defense, I mean, it doesn't really matter, pass or on the ground, is dreadful. But uh, uh, the Chicago Bears' defense is actually 32nd in rush TV But kind of wild uh, over the last four games. They're 32nd in rush TVA, but they're 17th in pass TVA. But, again, a lot of it's just because teams just run all over them. And so I think that hypes up that number a little bit. But Dalvin Cook at $7,300, I think, is 100% in play as well if you're wanting to get a little bit different. Because I know everybody's going to want to play Najee. Cleveland uh, is a run funnel. Uh, they are really bad against the run, but they've actually been pretty decent against the pass. Um, so Najee Harris, $6,100, must-win game for uh, for Pittsburgh for them to have any hope of making the playoffs. Obviously, they need help. But, uh, you know, Najee Harris is another spot that it, obviously but everybody's like, he seems to be the poster board this week of everybody that wants to play him um, because of his price and everything else. And so I think I would rather just pivot off of Najee Harris and go to Kenneth Walker, who's just right there in the same page.
2: Yeah, I also like uh, Tyler Algier, uh, our boy from last week. Uh, 5,600 uh, in a game that they're favored by a touchdown over Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is not going to play any of their guys, so. I know it's you know typically we don't target running backs against Tampa, but um, you know these teams love to give these these young rookies a lot of run as we, as the season winds down, especially the last week of the year. So I could I could easily see 25 touches for Algier here at, at 5600. So I like him a lot as well.
1: Yeah, and I think so. Okay, so let's uh, so if you if you if we don't think, for example, if like the Chargers, you know maybe they don't play their starters at all or maybe they're really limited, then I think like a guy like Joshua Kelly could actually be in play here as well. He's priced up a little bit more. I think kind of uh, maybe expecting some of this because he's a little bit, uh, a little bit pricier than what you probably would think that he would be, but he's still not bad in terms of his price. But again, if the chargers kind of look to do that, the the, the Broncos uh, rush defense is actually their 29th in rush DVOA. Uh, so that's really where you want to attack them is on the ground. And so I do think somebody like Joshua Kelly, I think could be a little bit in play here as well. If you're wanting to do something like that.
2: Same with Matt Alexander Madison. I know you briefly mentioned his name, but if we get, you know, any word that, you know, the Vikings are going to do similar to what the chargers are doing. I know the Vikings are still favored by over a touchdown, but I think that has a lot to do with Nathan Peterman being in a QB too, um, as opposed to Justin Fields. So, um,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, if,
2: if there's any word that, you know, that Dalvin's going to be, you know, split time or anything, I mean, Madison at almost 5K, I mean, he really only needs 15 carries, and he can go for 100 yards and multiple touchdowns against that putrid uh, Chicago defense, so uh, he's definitely somebody I'm keeping an eye on.
1: And have we heard anything either way about Tony Pollard? Is he expected to play this weekend? Yeah, he's in full.
2: Yeah, he's good to go. And yeah. and well, I I know I mentioned this to you before we fired up the the show, but Mike McCarthy is usually one to play his guys in week eight, the last week of the season. Um, he's not one to to rest uh, starters, so I would expect, uh, especially with the the possibility that you know Dallas could overtake the Eagles if if the Eagles were to lose to the Giants. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but there the possibility is there. I mean, you, if you were Dallas and you just didn't play your guys, and then the Eagles ended up losing, like that would be something you, that Dallas, you know, never would in would never hear the end of. So, um, I think they play their guys. I think they play them pretty much the whole game. Uh, so yeah, Dallas is definitely a good spot to 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 get exposure.
1: How would you feel about somebody like Keyshawn Vaughn, who's forty seven hundred dollars? You know, for the bucks going against Atlanta.
2: I mean, you have to have interest. Assuming he's going to be the main guy, right? I would think it would be him and not Rashad White, but considering White's a starter,
1: yeah. And I don't—they're definitely—I I definitely think they are going to sit Leonard Fournette. There's oh, no absolutely.
2: I just—I just, so, just was—I didn't know if if White would maybe get you know get the start and get get run there. But if it's Keyshawn Vaughn, I mean, you have to have interest. Atlanta.
1: I think, I think what could happen is with Rashad White is maybe they, he's maybe the starter and but maybe he plays like a limited series. Maybe he plays yeah. a, you know, a couple series and then they, they come off the field. And then it's Keyshawn Vaughn playing. Cause it's not, he's I mean, a, it's on.
2: Who's going to QB for a Tampa Bay. Is it, isn't it Blaine Gabber? Is it? it he's typically, he's not a runner. Is he? Got it. Can he? I just, Man, I haven't looked at Blaine Gabbard's stats in a long time. <laughs> I, just, I can't remember if he's a, if he likes to check down to the running back or not. But I mean, really at 4,700, if if Vaughn's gonna play pretty much the whole game, you have to have interest.
1: Oh, and this is that's just kind of what I talk what we're talking about though, with just like paying attention to the news. Cause I think it's gonna be critical in winning this and taking down this slate is being really locked in and understanding like who's playing, what 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 scenarios are gonna play out here. Because I think yeah. it's, going to be, it's going to be crucial in this. Yeah, because Blaine Gabbard, yeah, Blaine Gabbard's the number two. Like, maybe they want to see what Kyle Trask can do, but uh, who was drafted last a couple of years ago but uh, uh, in 2021. But I, I would assume they're going to probably go with Blaine Gabbard, I would assume. So that that's what would be my guess is what they're going to do.
2: Yeah, it, I honestly wouldn't even be shocked. I think the star- the starters have said that they're going to start the game, or Le- Leftwich has said that the starters will play but I think that he's going to pull him after only a couple of series. Um, and I know Brady needs like, it's, it's a very low number to, to pass like his completions or something from last year. Like it, he needs like nine or something. So that's something you know, he could get on, on two drives and then just call it quits. Cause we know Brady, Brady, we know Brady pays attention to the records cause he got Gronk, you know, he he's mentioned in the past like, about getting Gronk, like his catches and touchdowns in the last week of the year before. So, um you know it's definitely stuff that that they pay attention to but but yeah i agree tampa bay is a big one considering they're seven point underdogs to atlanta so that should tell you that starters are even if they start they're not going to play much
1: no and then i mean i think you also did i guess like kenneth gainwell would come into play at forty three hundred dollars for the eagles if they're looking to you know pull some of their starters and give some of these other guys some run kenneth gainwell's forty three hundred dollars like And he has a role, like, as it is anyways.
2: Like, he can score even if that game were to be close. So, I like, that's not even a bad play as it is. Because he's their third down back and two-minute back. Right. So, like, even if the Giants somehow kept it close and and Miles Sanders is still, you know, in the game.
3: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate?
2: You know, Gainwell is still going to be utilized uh, as it is, but then you know, if we start to get into a blowout, I mean, that's yep, that's another guy that you know. Okay, let's let's put Sanders on ice. Let's let the you know let the younger guy go out there, and
1: I guess I guess they could give Boston Scott some carries too. Yeah, I think you'd probably see some sort of rotation there with that, and then um, I don't know, like Khalil Herbert is four thousand six hundred dollars, like you know. Yeah, that's a good one. David Montgomery is likely you know, out, uh, or not likely. He's, he's a free agent after this year. He's likely not returning. So I don't know why you would run him into the ground. I could definitely see them maybe giving Khalil Herbert some run here, some extra run, to see, yeah. kind of see how things would look with him. Obviously, he's gotten a lot of carries. He was really good to start the year. Like He was actually, over the first uh, three or four weeks of the season, Like he actually played pretty well. Uh, he's you know, better than Montgomery. I, oh, he definitely is. I definitely think he's a better running back than David Montgomery is. But um, <clears throat> So... I mean, he's $4,600, but again, you know, I know we've, I think we've talked about 47 players now. But it's, yeah. But this is kind of like, this is like, I, I kind of view this almost, it's kind of like a, a preseason slate, right? Yep. And like I said, like news is yep. going to be crucial to all this. So just talking through some of who these guys you could look to possibly stick in here, I think is going to uh, pay off quite a bit. But right now, um, if I'm paying up at running back, it's probably going to be to somebody like, Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey. And then from there it's going to be Tody Pollard and um Kenneth Walker and then Ramondre Stevenson I think is also in play just because of how much he's utilized in the passing game and he can just get peppered with targets. Yep. I, I believe agree. the last time he played, uh what do you see? Eight yeah, he saw eight targets the last time they played. He just didn't find the end zone. But yeah, he was targeted eight times in that game. So he's somebody that could see a lot of targets as well. He's sixty seven hundred dollars. So let's go ahead and jump over to wide receiver. Unless there's any other running backs you want to hit on. Nope. I'm good. So at wide receiver, we got Justin Jefferson. He's 9,100. Tyreek's 86. uh, Jamar Chase is 84. CeeDee Lamb's 82. A.J. Brown, 8K. Stephon Diggs, which seems really cheap for what he can do at Mm -hmm. $7,900. That feels like a pretty big discount. And then T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, who has been a baller. Uh, Mike Evans, who all of a sudden now is hyped up to $7,400 after his monster game last week. Uh $7,400, but I doubt he plays all that much. And then you have Jalen Waddle, Chris Godwin, uh, Keenan Allen, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Jerry Judy, Chris Olave, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, who is very questionable, Devo Smith, who's also questionable, wraps up the 6K and above, guys. So why don't you start us off here? Who we go? Who you, who you looking to play here at wide receiver?
2: I uh, like Diggs, especially if I'm playing Allen. Um, I like uh, both the Bengals guys, Chase and Higgins, are definitely in play because I think I'm I'm going to take a guess that that the Bengals play their guys, so I like them. Um, both Seattle guys are in play. I prefer DK, uh, and, and DK's had success, especially against the Rams. Um, he's he's kind of owned Jalen Ramsey a little bit. Uh, I think he's had t- – in two of his last three games against the Rams, he scored over 27 DK points. So there's another 30-point guy that you could possibly have this week, and he's only 6.7K. So I really I really like DK Metcalf this week. Olave's in a good sp- – same spot that uh, Mike Evans was just in last week. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, Olave's not going to – he's a rookie, so he's not coming off the field. So I like him a lot. I mean, I guess you ha- if you play Josh Allen, you have to have interest in Gabe Davis. But I mean, any a lot of these other high price guys, I I just I don't see myself getting to, It's just because the situation is too uncertain, uh, for me to to warrant paying a, a high price tag. But I mean, there's definitely value receivers. Drake London, 4900 against Tampa. Um, People's Jones, I mentioned the Cleveland stack is cheap. He's 4700 against Pitt. Uh, Tyler Boyd, if you play Joe Burrow, he's in play at 4600 against Baltimore. Even though you know, I think Mar- I think Marlon Humphrey's been playing the slot recently. Maybe not since Marcus Peters has been out, but I th- I'm pretty sure Humphrey's been in the slot. So if that's the case, uh, Boyd is not somebody I'll have interest in, and I'll just stick to Higgins and and Chase. But um, there's definitely going to be some cheap receivers I think that are are you know worth considering. Um, I haven't done a a, a deep dive into this, you know, like three to four K range yet, though. This week, I'm not sure if you have.
1: So I think if you're going to pay like if you're if you're wanting to pay down at wide receiver, I think that one uh name that does stand out that you could look to play is uh Rashid Shaheed. Like he's actually been involved, uh gotten more involved as, as in recent weeks. He has True. double digit DK points three of his last four games. Saw six targets last week against Philadelphia, uh six catches, 79 yards in that game. And then uh cuz really the way you beat the the carolina they are terrible against outside wide receivers which is what got me on mike evans last week i was like i said like i played a massive amount of mike evans and so it was a pretty good week for me um because of it and because he was so low owned but he had been so terrible all year it made sense but carolina has absolutely been annihilated by outside wide receivers and then you also have the fact that jc Horn got put on ir so like that just wor- made it wor- even worse and so, like these outside speed guys is where I would want to get to, and I think that that's where like Chris Lava you brought up, I think is a smash play at his price because of what Mike Evans can do. But I also think Rashid Shahid is also a player that can do a lot of uh, some of those similar things and take the top off. And so I think at forty two hundred dollars, I think also he is squarely in play for me. I think both of those wide receivers are plays that I really want to get to um, because of the matchup here against Carolina at home inside the dome, no weather concern whatsoever there for that game either. So, I I do think both of those guys would be in play. Um, As far as other, I I think maybe you could look at maybe Russell Gage. Like, I know Blaine Galbert's not like great, but he's also not like, there's definitely worse backup quarterbacks than he is, right? And so, like, somebody's going to have to play. Like, they're going to have to have some wide receivers out there. And I think Russell Gage could be a guy as the third or fourth wide receiver in this offense that could play the entire game. He's he's $4,800, $4,400, excuse me, again against Atlanta. Um, I think you could look at him, you know, a little bit of revenge narrative. I know they've already played once this year, but uh, coming from Atlanta, you know, in Atlanta. But he's $4,400. Uh, Jahan Dotson, I think, is still in play. Um, but it, it makes me a little less likely to get there with with, um, with Sam Howell at quarterback. That's because I don't think they're going to want to throw the ball that much. Um, so I don't think I would want to get to that. <clears throat> Other than that, like the, as far as the cheap wide receiver, like the sub 4K guy goes, there's not a lot that stands out to me. Like I, I know, like Elijah Moore is certain, certainly a place we could go to. I talked about Mike White uh, again. You know, the the Miami Dolphins have struggled against uh, the pass. Has really been their the thing that's really hurt them the most this year. They've been a much better run defense than they have against the. Um, uh, like even over the last four games, it bears out. their fourth in rush DVOA over the last four games, with their 26th in pass DVOA over their last four games. So getting some access to these these Jets wide receivers. Uh, in a matchup that they can definitely win here, um, and so it's thirty. He's uh, Elijah Moore's thirty four hundred dollars. I think you could also like you know talk about Garrett Wilson. He's also definitely in play in a matchup here against the Miami Dolphins. So if you're wanting to pay down, I also think Elijah Moore would be another spot. I think we could look at as another pay down option here at wide receiver. Yeah, I'm good with all that. And then I guess I guess another one I guess maybe maybe it's a little point chasey a little bit but Tyquan Thornton saw seven targets last week uh, against the this, their second round picks dude is I think he had one of the fastest forties in this and uh, in, in the in the combine last uh, over the last and uh, the last draft but I think Devonte Parker might be back for this game so I think he's probably not as enticing as maybe he would have been yeah um. Other than that, like in terms of like some of the other guys, I didn't really talk about the top, but I think Tyree kill is still in play. I know it's not a great matchup. He's probably going to be seeing sauce Gardner, but it's still Tyree kill and Tyree kill can break a slate anytime, you know, he's on the field. And it wasn't really a great spot for him last week. Only seven targets last week for him for 55 yards, uh, no touchdowns at all, but he still had, or excuse me. yeah, he did. I forgot. He had a, I believe he had a rushing touchdown. Um, but, uh, he scored 15.7 uh, last week, but we know, I mean, he's, if you want to talk about somebody that could, that could break the slate at wide receiver, he's definitely the guy that can do it. Uh, I know it's not the best matchup against the Jets. The Jets pass defense has been really good, but Tyree Kill uh, is definitely always in play at $8,600. If you believe that the Minnesota Vikings are going to try to get uh, Justin Jefferson uh, the record, um, I think he could be in play at eighty at $9,100. $9, but again, you're, you're allocating a ton of salary. But if we get all this, but if we end up getting all this value open up, which is what's looking like it's possible to happen, it makes it a lot easier to stomach getting somebody into Justin Jefferson at $9,100 who could definitely annihilate the Chicago bears, right? Especially coming off the game. He came off of last week. Um, it wouldn't take a whole lot for him just to go absolutely nuclear.
2: Yeah, I totally agree.
1: So I, uh, you know, I like, I like those, both of those options. Um, In terms of the middle range, I definitely agree. DK Metcalf, $6,700 is just entirely too cheap uh, for for the upside that he provides. And then, you know, from there, I think some other guys like DJ Moore, $6,100. He has played much better of recent with uh, Sam Darnold, at quarterback. Garrett Wilson's $5,800. That is too cheap. Gabe Davis could be the key to the slate at $5,400. I know he has been super volatile this year. And he's either boom or bust. He has a lot of really down games, but he's the guy that could give you 35. Um, It's definitely in the range of possibility for him. He could catch a couple deep balls here. So Gabe Davis at $5,400, I'm going to have some exposure to that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you already mentioned Diggs is underpriced. I think Gabe's underpriced too. And you can double stack both of them with Josh Allen. And, you know, we don't always force in a double with Josh Allen. Just because he normally hits the ceiling with his legs, but I mean, just because of you know those guys are cheaper than they should be. Like, let's see, Gabe Davis was he got up to sixty nine hundred at one point this year, and now he's fifty four. And Diggs got up to eighty five was his high, and now he's seventy nine. So there's definitely a discount on these guys. There's not one on Josh Allen, but if, if Josh Allen hits the ceiling, at least one of these two will go with him, um, and, and definitely an upside for both of them, especially on a week where nobody's going to score points. So, you know, if Buffalo scores 30-plus, 30, 30 um, you know, even if one of the two guys doesn't go nuclear, I mean, they're still going to have a good game, um, and and they won't really kill you. So, yeah, I, I, like, I like both Buffalo receivers a lot.
1: I also think on the the Joey Myers at fifty one hundred dollars, I think is a, uh I think we could look there as well. Um, in the slot is really where you wanted to attack the Bills. Yep. And so Jacoby Myers, he's fifty one hundred dollars. Deontay Johnson in a game that they it's a must win for them. He's fifty two hundred dollars. I would much rather play him than George Pickens. Um, he just routinely sees more targets than he does. He's kind of the safety valve between him and Pat, Patty Fry. So he's $5,200. I think you could look there. And then Drake London, uh, since they've made the switch, uh, Ritter has started to see a lot more targets. Over the last four games, he's seeing targets of 12, 11, 9, and 8. Over that span, they won last week, so they were able to control it a little bit but um, against Arizona. But, you know, against the Saints on the road, they could definitely have to throw the ball a little bit more. So Drake London at $4,900, I think, is also... Um, I think is in play as terms of uh, you know another option here in this 4K range up with uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yep, I agree. So that's kind of what I'm looking at at wide receiver this week. I'm not going to play the Chargers guys um, <clears throat> at all in this spot here against the Broncos. One, it's just a terrible spot. The Broncos have been excellent against perimeter wide receivers. So that really doesn't make me want to play Mike Williams. And then I really don't know how much they're going to play at all, um, regardless of that. We've already talked about that game, so um other than that uh, i think we can jump over to tight end yeah i'm good to move tight end so at tight end we have george kittle who uh is 6k um another decent spot for him last game um another eight targets for him with brock Purdy. but and then tj hoxton's 5700 uh mark andrews is er, 5400 dallas goddard's 49 cole Komet's 46 dalton schultz is 45 tyler higby's 4400 Dawson Knox is $4,200, Gerald Everett is $41, and David Njoku is $3,900. And for whatever reason, Patty Fry is $3,800. I don't know why his price has went down um, <laughs> as much. How how involved he is in this offense, I don't know why he's not more in like the at least the $4,500 range. So he's $3,800. Seems too cheap for me.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, both those guys, Njoku and Patty Fry. I know Njoku's had kind of some down games over the last three, but his nuclear game he had earlier this year where he had 10 targets, nine catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown for 24 DK points did come against Pittsburgh. So um, 3,900 for Njoku uh, is definitely in play. I like the Patty Fry and call. I know it's Cleveland's not been the best tight end matchup, but just, like you said, he's just been too involved uh, in that offense. Uh, Tyler Conklin, 3,600 in tight end funnel defense of Miami. Uh, I know the Jets are not really in a must-win spot, but definitely looking to play spoiler uh, against a division rival there. Uh, Conklin's definitely uh, in consideration. Uh, if if we think the Chargers are sitting their guys, uh, which I do, uh, Parham Jr. 3,200. He's definitely a usable pass catcher there for the Chargers. Against Denver, who struggled to cover the tight end position, I mean, the ghost of Tyler Higby put up like 30-something DK points the other day uh, against Denver, so Parham definitely could could have a good game. Hayden Hurst, I don't know why he's $3,100. That seems way, way too cheap for, for his role that he's had uh, in Cincinnati. He seems like the the screaming value uh, for me this week at tight end and uh, looking at uh, his one game against Baltimore this year, seven targets, six catches, 53 yards, and a score for 17 DK points. Uh, sign me up for 17 DK points at $3,100. Definitely interested there. Kate Otten's interesting, uh, if, assuming Brady doesn't. I mean, even if you know, the starters play, but I would assume Otten's still going to be on the field, even, even with the backups. And we know backup QBs like to, ta- to target the tight end. So Otten's interesting against a, an abysmal Atlanta defense that can't defend the tight end position. Um, Jelani Woods can break any slate that he is uh, the featured tight end for, for Indy. Uh, we've seen him go for like 100 yards and a score on a slate earlier this year, so he's uh, he's good enough to be in consideration against Houston. That's um, just a, a terrible, terrible game all around, though. So I'm not not sure how much exposure I want to get to that game. But those are really the tight ends that I'm looking at. I'm probably going to live in that you know the Hayden Hurst to
1: Injoku range, 31 to
2: 3900.
1: I do think George Kittle's in play. Uh, Arizona is absolutely dreadful against tight ends. We saw him earlier in the year, back whenever he wasn't really doing a ton, uh, have a really good game against him for, 80, for 84 yards and two scores. But he, like I've said, over the last couple of games with Brock Purdy taking over at quarterback, uh, he's seen eight targets each of the last two games. He has now scored five touchdowns over his last three games. So George Kittle at 6K, you're definitely paying up for it and have to pay for it. But uh, he still has the upside to be able to annihilate that, that price. And so George Kittle, if I'm going to pay up, I think he would be the spot that I would definitely look at. I would love to play Mark Andrews at fifty four hundred dollars, but I just can't. Um, I know last week that he was he was better nine for a while, nine for a hundred yards last week, no touchdown for him, only five touches on the year. Like I, I guess you could look at him, but like I don't know, like I just don't love it against Cincinnati. Um, so, like, I, I agree. I think some other cheap tight ends that you didn't bring up, I think Trey McBride at $3,300. It's not a great matchup against San Francisco, but he did see 10 targets last week with, with uh, David Blau at quarterback. He's also quarterbacking in this week. He's only $3,300. Um, so I definitely think you, we could take a look at him. And then Albert O. Uh, I guess we, he just decided to become relevant last week. Uh, you know, Greg Dolcich is on IR. Albert O came back last week, scored uh or scored uh what 13.5 DK points, was targeted six times in that game, three catches uh for 45 yards and a score. So Albert O, he's only 2900 dollars I think is a spot you can look at. And then I actually think Jelani Woods is actually a pretty sharp call, especially if Kyle Granson is out. Kyle Granson is out, who he missed practice yesterday. Um, I think that helps uh the the ceiling a little bit for Jelani Woods uh, as well. And Jelani Woods has uh you know had A couple of games this year where where he's looked really good. Uh, He had, what, I guess a two-touchdown game against Kansas City earlier in the season, and then week 12 against Pittsburgh, he had eight for 98 in that game for 17.8. So he can definitely get there. I don't know why they don't utilize him more, but they run so many tight ends out there. Um, He definitely should be someone that's more involved in that offense. He's actually looked pretty good in limited opportunities this year. So I think I definitely agree with that call. But uh, Trey McBride and – Alberto, I think are the other two that I really wanted to hit on that I definitely think we could look at. And then also Tyler Higbee uh for the Rams. He's only forty four hundred dollars and Seattle is also just terrible against tight ends uh on the season. So and Tyler Higbee is still too cheap at forty four hundred dollars. They don't really have a whole lot else you really can throw the ball to because I mean it's Van Jefferson and uh Skronik's on IR. I mean, they just have nobody. Tuchu Atwell and you know, all these other smaller wide receivers. So Higbee I think, at $4,400 in a matchup against Seattle um, that they would love to play. Spoiler, too. I mean, they've, they've just been dreadful against tight ends. They allow the most uh, DK points to the position this year. So with Arizona being second um, you know in that. So we always want to target tight ends against Seattle and uh, Arizona. So I think Higby would also definitely be in play.
2: You were on mute. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, there's definitely a lot of tight ends that are uh, definitely in play this week, which is not something we normally say. No,
1: not, not usually, not usually. Uh, so those are the times that I want to play. Is there anybody else you want to hit on or you want to jump over to deep? I'm good to move to defense. All right. So what cheap defense are we paying down for this
2: week? I like the Broncos. You could, you could sell me on the Falcons, but I like the Broncos.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Broncos definitely at yeah, $2,500. I think that is certainly, uh, a spot we could get to. I think the jets at $2,600 also makes some sense as well. Uh, they, they are pretty cheap. Um, you know, I think those would probably be the two that I would most, uh, I would mostly look at here. Even the Vikings against Chicago with Nathan Peterman, but they're going to be steamed up at $2,900. It's it's like very much like the 49ers, but then the 49ers burned everybody last week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I played them. They did. Because that was the one that we looked at. We both looked at. We're like, Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> they are way too cheap. Oh yeah, we're just locking in the 49ers and of course, Jarrett's fucking Stidham comes out of nowhere and just drops 350 yards and three touchdowns against them. Drop the hammer on them. Yeah. So, but the, but the, the the Vikings are $2900. So, with with Nathan Peterman, the guy that threw what like was it like six interceptions against the the Bills uh all those years yep. ago. Yeah, No, it was against the Chargers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was against the Chargers. Yeah, it was. was That was
2: five interceptions in the first half.
1: Yeah. That's right. He was playing for the Bills, not the Chargers. He was playing against Chargers. But yeah, so uh, there's that as well. The Vikings, I don't know why they're only $2,900, but I'm guessing that was probably with the thought of Justin Fields playing. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. So I think those are kind of the defenses that I'm
2: looking at playing. Is there anybody else? No, I don't think you need to go outside of those cheap those cheap ones Atlanta against backups in Tampa, Denver against pro- possible backups in the Chargers, uh the Jets against a possible backup QB for Miami. That's could be not Teddy Bridgewater too, it could be Skylar Thompson and then yeah, if um if you've got the 2900, dollars Minnesota makes a ton of sense against Nathan Peterman as well.
1: All right. So the funnest part of this show is now. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's build this lineup that we do every single week. I
2: don't even know where to start.
1: So, uh, yeah, let's let's build a lineup. This is going to be fun.
2: I mean, do we just play Josh Allen just because of his ceiling?
1: I'm fine with that. Let's go. Uh, All
2: right. Let's go, Gabe. Okay. Let's go. Let's go Tyler Algier running back.
1: All right, I'm going to lock in. Kenneth Walker at sixty four hundred dollars.
2: Okay. Uh, Hayden Hurst, tight end.
1: So we have two wide receivers and a flex and defense left. Five point two seven five remaining. I'm just going to go ahead and play a defense here, and let's go with. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Let's go twenty five hundred dollars. So that's sixty two hundred dollars remaining for two wide receivers and a flex. All right. Let's throw a. Throw a Lave in, you get a little crazy. What? Well, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a little mini, and I'm gonna go. With, oh well, you already have Algier, so there. You go. already got that. I was gonna do London, but I don't want to play two Falcons. You know, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Let's go, Garrett Wilson, fifty-eight hundred dollars. So at least sixty-six hundred dollars remaining at the flex. Um, just drop defense to
2: Falcons and play DK Metcalf. Is my vote. You want to play two Seahawks? Yeah, I'm good with it. They're in a must-win. Right, that's a, that's their entire offense, too, is both those guys.
1: I think you could also, if you don't want to do that, you could also look at maybe Ramondre at, at $6,700 as a runback uh, of that, of the Buffalo uh, stack. But let's lock in DK Metcalf. So with no dollars remaining, we have Josh Allen, Tyler Algier, Kenneth Walker, Gabe Davis, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Hunter, uh, Hunter Hurst, and then DK Metcalf and Falcons. D with no money remaining. And that is the team for week 18. Listen, the, the name of the game this week is going to be play light. Yeah. And listen to the news uh, and play a lot on Saturday. Have fun Saturday. Cause Saturday is going to be the fun. Cause the Chiefs Sa- slate, the save chiefs your
2: game, bankroll for the wild card slate next week.
1: Yes. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> because because I, I will say the chiefs, the Chiefs slate, the chiefs game looks like that. The chiefs Raiders games are always excellent. They're always super high scoring. Uh, one way or the other, whether the Chiefs just steamroll them or the, the, the Raiders are able to keep it close. I, I know the Raiders would love to play. Uh, spoiler here, too. And the Chiefs have just played down to everybody they've played recently. They just play down to them, and they turn the ball over. So, but that game, I think it has like a 52 or a 53-point total on it. Um, the Chiefs are obviously the highest implied point total on the slate, but still, that's still that game can you know, go nuclear. It's inside. And then the Sunday, the, the, the Saturday night game, the Jaguars the Texans, I think that could be a little bit more uh, closer of a game, but it's looking like we're gonna get another Josh Dobbs game. I don't expect that to happen twice what we saw last week. Uh because he actually looked pretty good. And he almost knocked he off did. the Cowboys. Uh he did. It, it was looking a little he a little actually hard. he actually didn't look bad. No. Um but I don't granted, expect granted they didn't this. have
2: Derrick Henry. Um so they you know they were their game plan was to throw a little bit more, but I mean he didn't he really didn't look bad.
1: No, so that, that slate actually looks like a lot of fun, and then we get the the Sunday night um, game, Packers Lions, which I think that even if the if the Seahawks win, the Lions are eliminated. I I fully expect the uh, the Lions to come out and try to beat the Packers to knock them off. And, and, oh, absolutely! And, uh, you know they're they're, they're, they're rivals, spoiler. so <clears throat> the showdown slate for that one could also be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that game as well. But moral of the story is play light this week. Don't. Don't talk yourself into playing too much money. Uh, that's what I always tell myself every year. We get to week 18, and I end up playing more than what I want. But uh that's what I'm going to try to do this weekend. Um Because the playoffs, I was looking at some of the matchups. And, man, it, it, like next weekend's wild card round could be awesome. Like there could be a lot of really good games and a lot of really good offenses. Uh, so I am looking forward to that. Yeah, because
2: there's only one team that gets a bye in both both conferences. So
1: Yeah. And so there could be a lot of uh, really good matchups next week. So I am looking forward to that. And that's it's always my because it's a lot easier to kind of hone in, kind of dig a little bit deeper on some of these games. You know, take stands on these playoff games, Uh, especially wild card round and division round are the two best for me, the ones that I like the most. Um, So I am looking forward to both of those slates. So I agree. Yeah. So I agree save your bankroll. Don't go, don't, don't get wild this weekend. You know, don't get drunk and put out a bunch of money on Saturday night, <laughs> you know, all these teams. Cause, uh, it's not, it's, it's not great in these streets. There's no high totals. Um, you know, pay attention to the news and, you know, get some edge. So, um, that being said, I appreciate everybody rocking with us, uh, all year. Um, but we're not coding anywhere. We're going to do the wild, or we're going to do all the playoffs. We, I, we usually, we usually do the Super Bowl as well. We should go through and talk about the showdown slate for that. So we'll be, we'll be here all the way through midway through February so we're not going anywhere we'll be here every week for for that uh, next week's uh, slate will be uh, much more enticing than what this uh, than what this one is as well so um, hope everybody has a good time hope everybody has a good weekend uh, hope everybody maybe went a little bit of money don't go crazy stay out stay off the booze uh, and just uh don't don't build a bunch of lineups this weekend okay don't do it. You're going to, you got credit because it's,
2: it's, you don't have to, you don't have to stay off the booze. Just don't build a bunch of lineups if you do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Just, just avoid it. Just g- give your phone or, uh, you know, <laughs> log out, shut off your computer for, for the night, you know, and just d- don't do it because it, it, can, it can get real rough uh, with that slate. So, um, yeah. Cause you're going to be hating it. You're, you're going to have this lineup. You're going to think it's great. And the next thing you know, teams are pulling their starters, pulling their starters out. And you're cussing it because you know you only got one half of the Eagles, or you know, or whatever. So, yeah, just just don't do it. So, anyways, have a good rest of the weekend. We'll we'll be back here again next week. Have some fun. I am really looking forward to it uh next weekend. It's what like, I love. NFL playoff DFS is. I, I I thoroughly enjoy it. So, anyways, yeah. I'm gonna quit rambling. It's been an hour. I can't believe we we, we went an hour on this late, but we did. Anyways, have a good night. Bye.
0: You can tell me what to do You know who you're talking to
3: But you better get used to the way the war pounds I see what you laugh Adventures in big man <laughs> I'll treat you like you're a little man